Hi, I am Marmy Regine, your host in Pandemic Podcast Coronavirus. Hi, today we are on the sixth episode where we will discuss the vaccine. Let us continue with the episode title, To Vaccinate or Not to Vaccinate. There are bodily reactions that a vaccine can cause to some people. As they say, there are the pro-vaccine people and there are the so-called anti-vaxxers. <laughs> I always have the annual flu shot for it has been tried and tested. But this new vaccine is a bit shady for me. I got to be honest that I do have some, the same anxiety if I will get the vaccine. The worst fear is that if the vaccine is mandatory for all of us, we will be against our freedom. Or we will be deprived of our mobility if we do not have the vaccine. I mean, I'm talking about the government. If we don't get vaccinated, they will not allow us to move around. People have said that the COVID stands for Coronavirus Vaccine ID. ID, Identification Card. Again, COVID stands for Coronavirus Vaccine ID. So, if there are people who don't get the vaccine, then they will not be given an ID pass. Is that it? So if so, it's a huge politics that some people are debating this time. However, we have to be vigilant of what the media tells us also. We have to do our research on this vaccine coming our way. We all have the same dilemma in the upcoming new vaccine if they will be effective individually. In my capstone paper, I discussed precision medicine, a specific treatment tailored to certain diseases. I believe that it is difficult to tailor this vaccine as a one-size-fits-all, right? People have different immune system, and we do not know how this vaccine will affect our bodies. The race for the vaccine has different motivations. I grew up learning in the Philippines from my elementary and high school teachers as they shared their beliefs in us in our young minds that the USA and Russia are always competing for world power. The vaccine's race is controversial, especially when Russia declared to the world they already have the vaccine. However, I don't believe that it is safe for I thought it was too early to release it to the general public. How can they declare a vaccine without compromising clinical trials, right? There are rules on experimental studies before they can reach that level of efficacy. Rushing to the vaccine is also a political strategy that they have advanced technology than other countries. Plus, it is an implication that they have better scientific researchers in the vaccine. The truth is, I created part 1 of this podcast on the origin of the different vaccines. 
Until this time, I made this part 2 episode on how I will conclude the podcast episode title, To Vaccinate or Not to Vaccinate. In part 1 of this podcast episode, I mentioned the history of self-experimentation among scientists in the olden days up to the present times. Also, the scientists who can create the first effective vaccine can have a potential Nobel Prize award. So some go to self-experimentation extremes. In the case of pharmaceutical companies, funding is a huge issue to create a vaccine. As a result, the NIH grants to some scientists to help the big laboratory companies with full financial support to make this all possible. Take note, the NIH is the National Institute of Health, if I'm not mistaken. They are the ones giving the grant money to researchers as researchers come up with their research studies. The funding is enormous and the stakes are high. They, they is, the scientific world rattled as they question how come this virus strain created this pandemic. Several articles that have been released in the media are timely for politics embedded with this pandemic and the various government healthcare policy. Now, what's the situation, Rooms? There are conflicting motives between national leaders and the research scientists. When I say research scientists, I mean medical doctors. Because these days, mostly they are both MD and PhD. MD because they treat patients and PhD because most of their studies are on research. So research scientists are racing to create this vaccine. Scientists' concern is to find an effective vaccine worldwide while every country's leaders wanted to immunize their people to prevent the viral spread of this pandemic. In the case of President Donald Trump, he is in charge of the so-called Operation Warp Speed to make sure that approximately 300 million doses will be given to the Americans by January 2021. Wow, 300 million doses. The issue with that is that do they have enough equipment? It's not just about what will be the vaccine. Sometimes in the manufacture and creation of this vaccine, they will need a lot of, you know, small glass tubing where they can put the vaccine. We don't know. There might be shortage. So President Trump seeks to push to speed up the vaccine despite safety concerns. I will put a link on that in my Patreon page. Now, the high demand for the COVID-19 vaccine led to the so-called Human Challenge Trials, where the investigational vaccine under clinical trials are currently tested to human volunteers. Wow! Yes, folks, you heard it right. Friends, it is another case of human guinea pig. Remember, 
In part 1 of this episode, I mentioned an ethical issue with human experimentation. Remember? Since it is a race against time, they directly injected the virus into human subjects. The moral issue here is that most volunteers are paid a fair amount of money to risk their lives as they help researchers' studies. Also, a vaccine developer named Dr. Stanley A. Plotkin and Dr. Arthur L. Kaplan, a bioethicist at NYU Langone Medical Center, wrote a few months ago in the journal Vaccines, referred to such so-called method as challenge trial as they vaccinated the volunteers. Their motivation is to save time in vaccine development, which could take years. Exactly. It's not just a short period of time. The downside is the high risk. These test subjects are exposed to the experimental vaccine. It can potentially kill these human volunteer subjects if their immune system cannot cope with the virus harmful effects. Friends, I believe these human volunteers are heroes in their own right as they risk their health and lives in the olden days of vaccine research. The challenge trials existed, but at the present times, they are done under strict conditions. Due to the changing of the law and healthcare policies, last March, an article with the title Human Challenge Studies to Accelerate Coronavirus Vaccine Licensure was published in the Journal of Infectious Diseases. A staff of scientists wrote, There is always risk on such approach, but every week that vaccine rollout is delayed. It will only imply thousands of worldwide deaths, right? That's why they're racing for the vaccine, to prevent inevitable deaths. Now, I'll give you an example of a faster vaccine in history. There's another piece of the past History considered until this day as the more rapid vaccine designed by Dr. Maurice Hillman, the mumps vaccine. It started when his five-year-old daughter named Geraldine Hillman woke up on March 21, 1963, for she had swollen jaw as a result of mumps virus. The good doctor told her sick daughter he would do something. And then, he immediately went to his lab at Merck and, to- and took medical equipment, then returned to his house and swabbed the throat of her daughter. Dr. Hillman refrigerated her daughter's sample at his lab in Merck. Then, he weakened the virus until it serves as a mump- mumps vaccine. Then, in 1967, it was approved by the FDA. For the record, Dr. Hillman still holds the record for the quickest delivery of a vaccine from the laboratory to the clinic. The fact remains that the vaccines usually take 10 to 15 years of research and testing. It is estimated that the current research scientists have only done 6% before the standard completion of the vaccine. In contrast, the COVID-19 virus is not a simple virus like mumps. It seems that speculations were going on that it did not come from an animal to human transmission. Mm -hmm. But it is created in the laboratory from Wuhan, China. 
A recent video report was passed to me by a coronavirus whistleblower named Dr. Li Mengyan. She's a Chinese virologist. She spoke on air to Tucker Carlson tonight of Fox News. And the possible COVID-19 origin was in the laboratory. She states that the coronavirus did not come from nature or animals. But it is actually man-made virus that originated from the Wuhan Institute of Virology based in China. It means that China lied to the world. We know that. Initially, it was a harmless virus that underwent modification that turned into a deadly virus capable of attacking the human species. In short, it is a biological warfare. Tucker replied that he was shocked by the revelation and that Dr. Li Meng plans to publish added research. Folks, let us remember the name Dr. Li Meng for one day. We do not know she might be missing after this Fox News TV interview and will soon be wiped out on the face of the earth. Wow. It sounds scary, but it's possible. I commend her for her bravery in stepping out into the national U.S. TV news for she's also putting her life in danger as a whistleblower. I will give the link in, on my Patreon page about the rest of the interview. Like Edward Snowden, a U.S. whistleblower, exposed that the U.S. government is conducting an invasion of the American people's privacy. These whistleblowers not only expose their lives but the lives of the ones they love. So, what is the main motive of it all? Hmm? It is simply for the sake of gaining more power over their jurisdictions. When I talk about motive, it's the motive of those people who do such horrible things. In China, of course, they want world power. The government may want to reduce the population. That can be their motive. While in the USA, they want to control the people's movement as they invade our privacy here in the U.S. Now, the reality today, in this chaotic pandemic happening in the world, everyone is impatient to wait in the next four years to get a vaccine. Millions died and thousands are still dying to this minute as we discuss this podcast. At the same time, the economy is suffering a considerable impact which inevitably leads to depression. That's really sad if it eventually happens because it already started giving signs that we are going into depression in the next few years. There have been speculations the vaccine will be ready at the beginning of 2021 by breaking the standard protocols of the vaccine timeline as they cut corners on their research studies. Several trial combinations are happening at the same time to rush in designing the vaccine. As they push their magic formulas, there, are, there also entails a high risk of failure. It's true which will only end up waste of time and waste of resources. Several high-ranking health officers expressed recently that they will choose to quit or resign on their jobs than to cooperate to be influenced by the White House in approving an early vaccine. Dr. Slawi told 
Science Magazine that he would immediately resign if there is undue interference in this vaccine design process, though so far, there is none reported at the present. Thank God. You see, these health professionals are already giving their advanced insight on what is about to happen. Now, in the previous month, Dr. Peter Marks, leader of the FDA division responsible for vaccine approval and treatment, also pledges in the same manner to the vaccine group workers at the National Institutes of Health. Yes, as I mentioned earlier, the NIH. Dr. Marks stated, If something is not safe enough and effective enough for my family, there's no way I'm going to stand by and see it given to the rest of the country. And it's not going to happen under my watch. Yes, folks, you heard it right. Dr. Mark said, not under his watch. Remember, friends, the famous Hippocratic Oath, do no harm. I admire this medical professional's bravery for fighting, not only for personal principles, but also for being true to their professional oath as a medical doctor. Dr. Stephen M. Han, the FDA commissioner, has repeatedly said his decisions are based on scientific data alone. He has publicly committed to vetting any vaccine approval through an advisory committee of outside expertise. It is because approval should be on their hands and not outside their jurisdictions. Some high-ranking FDA officials and political appointees recently expressed disappointments by the statements of, the, of President Trump where he made his efforts to speed up the vaccine approval. Ironically, the White House is not following its regulatory role in terms of vaccine design. And that's sad. They want to rush into it. President Trump said he already spoke to Pfizer head in the, car- in the recent news conference, depicting him as a great guy whose company is a leader in developing the fastest vaccine. So, Pfizer is considered as a company who's a leader in developing the fastest vaccine. By speaking to Pfizer directly, it's a good it's a good um, impression for President Trump. However, the truth remains. The pharmaceutical companies still believe and told him that approval of the vaccine takes two to three years. President Trump's ability to influence the research scientists on vaccines approval has its limitations, right? Despite the fact that CDC is a government agency, they can also ask for approval. But then, the last decision of vaccine approval is still on the drug maker's hands. There you go. Friends, that the vaccine designers still have the last say in making the final vaccine approval and not the government. Not the government. People have to get used to the political campaign of leaders since the election is coming up. Yeah, that's the hidden agenda on it. Now, Pascal Soriot, AstraZeneca's chief executive, released a statement acknowledging recent questions about vaccine development speed. In his recent statement, he says, I want to reiterate my commitment 
that we are putting science and the interest of society at the heart of our work. We are moving quickly but without cutting corners. Very well said. And thank you for this assurance. Of course, if you cut corners on any project, it will not be quality work, right? And who wants to be injected with a half-baked vaccine? No way, it will go to our bodies because it is both risky and fatal. Also, Stefan Bansell, Moderna's chief executive, told CNBC that the company was slowing registrations in their trials to include and add more people from groups at high risk for COVID-19. In his recent statements, Mr. Bansell says, I would rather have higher diverse study participants and take an extra week. There you go, folks. It means they are still taking their time and they're not really rushing on creating this vaccine. It's good to know. Now, I presented to you the two sides of the story of this pandemic. First of all, weighing your decisions to get the vaccine or not means that you must understand people's motives who play a crucial role in Pandemic 2020. There are two majority groups in this setting, the political motivation and the scientific motivation. Between the two factions, we see that the scientific world will want the prestige of gaining the Nobel Prize Award, while the political motive will center mainly on the greed and hunger for power of this political leaders, right? Now, going back to the vaccine issue, whether it is from animals or from the laboratory, the fact remains that it is a new strain of virus. There is still no guarantee that in such a short time, by 2021, the vaccine will be 100% safe for our physiological makeup. There is a need to repeatedly replicate clinical trials until it reaches the current the criteria for passing the standard of being an effective vaccine. Finally, do we get vaccinated or not? That's the question. To be or not to be? My take on that is to ask your instincts and then trust your healthcare providers or not follow their vaccination advice. Personally, even after I read several online articles, um, I'm still 50-50%. If I will get the rush vaccine next year in 2021. Well, that's all friends. Thank you for listening, my friends. In the next episode, we will discuss the drug treatment and the vaccine. I know, I mentioned in my previous podcast before that we will discuss the pharmacology topic side of this pandemic. However, with so much hype and so much excitement in creating a vaccine, I felt I should dis discuss it ahead of medical professionals' current drug treatment. Until next time, folks. Until the next episode of Pandemic Podcast Coronavirus. Thank you so much.